Now, concerns mount over Volkswagen's future in South Africa. This as the automotive company continues to grapple with logistics and energy challenges, raising concerns about the sustainability of its operations. With production concerns, power cuts and global shifts towards EV, the future of VW in South Africa hangs in the balance. We're joined by editor uh, for financial, editor at large rather, for financial mail, David Furlonger, for further discussions. Uh, David, thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you. Hello there. David, you would have heard in my intro, I would have, uh, you know, listed uh, quite a few infrastructure issues that are affecting uh, any industrialized business in South Africa right now. But I'm keen uh, to weigh in a little bit on the commentary that has come uh, from uh, Volkswagen passenger car CEO, uh, Thomas Schaefer. Uh, please help us understand exactly what his concerns were. Okay, well, remember that Thomas used to be MD of Volkswagen South Africa, so he is intimately involved and he's out here regularly. He's, he, he knows everything that goes on here. And he used to give similar warnings when he was, when he was working here. Because government and unions tend to believe that because multinationals have invested billions of rands here, that they're never going to leave. The problem is when you put the, those billions of rands into real money, into the dollars and the euros and the and the sterling, well, maybe not sterling these days, but it's 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 almost funny money. It's it's money that they can do away with and 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 lose, not easily, but without much compunction. And if you look at the logistical situation in this country. It's chaos. The ports are chaos. The roads are chaos. The railways are chaos. Load shedding doesn't help. Um, Volkswagen last year, Volkswagen South Africa last year, lost 10,000 cars to load shedding. So production was 10,000 below where it should have been. The German parent company has had to spend 4 million euros. So what's that, about 80, 90 million rand on new diesel generators, plus the cost of the diesel to keep the plant going um, during during crisis periods. So throw all this together and you can understand why Thomas and other CEOs um, are very worried about the situation here. I wouldn't go so far as to say that Volkswagen's future is in the balance. It is very, very committed to South Africa. And it will make a it will take a hell of a lot to make it leave, but government at the moment is doing all it can to persuade it that perhaps it should leave. Uh, another thing that Thomas raised was the issue with the EV policy. We, you and I have spoken about this extensively, uh, that South Africa yeah. was just taking too long here. I'm also keen to get your thoughts there, specifically with VW. What we have seen uh, is some auto sectors saying, well, we'll continue without the policy, but other uh, you know, players saying we want the policy in place. Well, yes, we've got two companies already make hybrid electric cars. We've got two others have said they will do so. The problem you've got is that when you look at the small print of the government's intended EV policy, and we're still a long way from the white paper, which will actually be the official policy, what it wants local companies to make is battery electric vehicles, which means no hybrid, no ICE, it wants them to build exclusively battery electric vehicles that will be plugged in. Now, of course, we're in the situation where most of our production uh, of the whole industry here goes to countries which are going to outlaw all kinds of hybrid 
and internal combustion engine in the next few years. But of course, there are still a lot of um, countries which will continue with ICE. So we've got that balance. But if you look at uh, if, you, if you look at VW, they've said they would like to make battery electric vehicles from 2035. Question is what sort of state will they be in there? Because they export two-thirds of their production to Europe. They're going to lose all of that. Sure. All of their European sales are going to go because VW in Germany have said, in future, we're going to uh, provide all the electric vehicle needs of Europe from our, from our plants in Europe, mainly in Germany. So VW is going to have to go in the short or the short to medium term the internal combustion engine route and none of us knows what the picture is going to be like in 2035 so i understand thomas's concerns yeah. uh martina bina who is the the current md is talking desperately to government to try and get some sort of clarity but they're getting nowhere absolutely nowhere also ask you about the issue of reducing import duties for EVs. What we have seen uh, in other markets uh, is that, for instance, uh, when import duties are reduced, you might see an influx of, uh, you know, Chinese imports uh, coming in. I'm wondering how that might fare uh, with producers such as VW. Well, if, if we're talking about import duties that affect the consumer, mm -hmm. then yes, that has been a hot topic of conversation if you look at the markets where evs and it's we're not just talking battery electrics but also the hybrids where they've succeeded in almost all cases it's, it's been because governments have reduced import duties they've reduced ad valorems they've made all sorts of concessions to make them affordable government here says no ways we can't afford it they're talking about doing a two-phase thing first of all um incentives for manufacturing then they say incentives later for consumers but the problem is that most manufacturers want to have a market for the vehicles they're making here now of course we've got um, bmw and mercedes-benz who take a different attitude they export almost everything but government has said at the moment look at the state of the country's finances the the full cost of consumer incentives over the long term they say could be about 120 billion rand they say we don't have that money so consumers are just going to have to suck it up that you know we're not going to help you pay for them so that's where it is the, the the industry says that's crazy the government said that's the that's the fiscal reality we can't afford it so David, before I let you go, I'm keen to get your thoughts on just the autos as a whole. Uh, in a country that's really been on a deindustrialization journey, the auto sector has been one uh, that has held up quite strong. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, uh, considering some of the concerns that Thomas has raised, and even looking at this EV policy uh, issue that is emerging here, uh, are we bound to find a more irate uh, CEOs and business leaders uh, really alluding to uh, what VW is alluding to right now? I'm not sure you're going to get the more irate than they are now. Uh, in private, they're all pretty, I nearly said something I shouldn't, uh, but they're, they're, they're all pretty angry. Um, I mean, if you look, what is it, nearly 30% of industrial production is the motor industry. It was always supposed to be the basis of the reindustrialization of the uh, of the South African economy. But now we're beyond that. It's now going to be the base 
for the reindustrialization of the African economy. And if the South African if the South African motor industry doesn't work, it's not just us who suffers. It's the rest of the uh, the rest of the continent, because this is meant to be the base of the of the African motor industry. So yeah, the 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 CEOs really are fuming at the moment. Naturally, they are very polite in their talkings to government, and everyone loves one another and shares cups of coffee. But behind the scenes, really, they are they're very what should I say miffed. Mm. Well, only time will tell, David. I think we'll have to wait until February with that budget and hear exactly what a national treasury has for us. Thank you for taking us through this one. Uh, a very interesting development indeed. That was edited large for Financial Mail, David Furlonger.